Hey there, Matt here. Real quick, recently I held a brand new Epic Intensive Live event where one of my really good buddies was on hand, Matt Andrews, to share his techniques on generating free motivated seller leads using Facebook and YouTube. Now, this wasn't any ordinary social media training. In fact, it wasn't social media training at all. It's way beyond that. What he does is he, is he leverages Facebook and YouTube to hack into search engine results. I didn't even know you could do this, but sure enough, I'm doing it and it's working. Matt calls this technique search engine engine hacking. Really ninja stuff and, and it's free to do too. So what I did is I pulled out a good clip of this training from the live events video and I put it up online so you could check it out, steal it, use it in your market and make tons of money with it. You have our permission and it's live right now. So go to searchenginehacking.com and it's there waiting for you. I won't have it up there forever, but it's up there right now. So go to searchenginehacking.com. Alrighty, now on with the show. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. Flipping houses can make you rich, but holding them will make you wealthy. Subscribe to a new real estate investing podcast, Hold That House, with Matt Andrews and Matt Terrio. Subscribe for free. Listen, learn, and earn. Hold That House. Subscribe today. This is Terrio Media. Studios in Glendale, California. It's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. Welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. Just got to shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money. Change that one thing just one time and you are on your way to financial freedom. Matt, is it really that simple? Yep, it's pretty much that simple. It's not the most exciting path. It's simple. It ain't really easy. It's not that exciting. But you know what? It is the fastest path. And if financial freedom is what you're after and you'd rather have it sooner than later, then that's what you got to do. You just got to shift your mindset. Stop going to work, 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 and save, save, save. No, go to work, 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 and create, create, create streams of income. Alrighty, so if you'd like to get started the same way that I did with no money, no credit, you can do that by following the free course that I created just for you. And that free course is available to you at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. Freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. All righty, got a great guest for you today on the phone, a fellow podcaster here in the world of Podlandia. He controls more than $7 million of real estate. He's an all-around cool guy, so let's just get into it. Please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Joe Fairless. Joe, welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing. Thanks a lot, Matt. Excited about being here. Good. I'm glad to have you as well. You know, uh, let's just get started. Where it's kind of our customary place to get started whenever we have a brand new guest. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to just hearing about your background and how real estate became uh, your thing. Yeah. So I'm uh, from Texas, live in New York City, although I'm also spending a whole lot of time in Cincinnati right now where my real estate stuff is. And I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, my background is I moved straight up from Texas Tech when I graduated in 2005 to New York City. I've been in New York for 10 years now. This May is 10 years. I was an advertising major, and I climbed the corporate ladder from um, working in advertising agencies. Uh, whenever I first started, I was making less than a minimum wage whenever you factored in all the hours that I was working and uh, ended up being the youngest vice president of an award-winning ad agency on Madison Avenue. And um, what that taught me is that I 
definitely need to learn more about investing because as I as I was progressing through my career from less than minimum wage to actually making some money, I needed to figure out how to invest it. And I read the book Investing for Dummies. Um, then I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and that really set me on my course um, for what I wanted to do um, with real estate. I ended up buying some single-family homes in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, while living in New York, and then started studying uh, multifamily investing and uh, learned how to raise money and buy apartments and closed on my first syndicated deal about a year and a half ago, and now and that's in Cincinnati. It's 168 units where I raised over a million bucks, and now I am focused on my next deal, which is a development deal that I've been working on for about a year and um, about to get it under contract. been working on it a little bit too long. Um, before having it under contract, but it's an off-market deal, and um, that in and of itself is a three-hour conversation about what's happened on that deal. <laughs> but um, that's where I'm at right now, and excited about what's what's ahead. Super, super. Um, I'd love to. Let's, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about your business and what you're doing. Um, but I do have a question. You have a very successful podcast of your own, the best real estate investing advice ever. Uh, what was the inspiration behind the title? Uh, I, you know, my, my background is, is marketing and advertising and, uh, similar to you, what you do really well is branding. And I wanted to have something like that, um, where it stands out. And, um, yeah, I started studying different podcasts and different shows, not only podcasts, but then also just very successful TV shows and, and movies and programs and followings and, I realized that it needed to be very, very clear uh, in the title what we're, what I was, what I was talking about, mm-hmm. and then there needed to be a tie-in so that I could call my community something that made sense. So um, the show, as you mentioned, is best real estate investing advice ever, and the listeners uh, are the best ever listeners. Uh, and best ever, best ever is a nice little hashtag I can include in everything. It, it just makes a lot of sense. Super, super. I like it. I thought you were going to call it besties. <laughs> <laughs> the besties. That's cool, too. I like you should give some awards. I like that. <laughs> yeah. The besties of the besties. I like it. Cool. So um, what, what is your your real estate? I mean, you're, I know you're working on a deal. You've been working on it for a long time. Is that just kind of your thing, like one big project at a time? Or what, what does your real estate investing business actually look like right now? Yeah, that's my business. It's mm-hmm. focusing on big projects. Uh, I'm I'm not about quantity. I'm about quality. I want uh, only to do one, uh, one or two deals a year, mm-hmm. um, but make them count. And so you know the the I have like I mentioned I have homes um, in I have three homes in Dallas Fort Worth. Um, for those of you in Dallas Fort Worth, one's in Duncanville, two are in Fort Worth. And I realized that it just wasn't. Uh, wasn't happening as fast as I wanted to. Um, you know, I make a couple hundred bucks on a home a mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's really it. So I wanted to do apartment investing, and what I realized with apartments is that you're buying multiple homes at once. So I basically what my business looks like is I underwrite and evaluate multifamily deals, um, and I raise money, and uh, whenever I find one that makes sense, then I'm like a dog with a bone, and I just stick with it until um, you know, until that bone's all slobbery and and <laughs> and worn out. But eventually, I've closed on it, and it makes a lot of sense, and it makes uh, makes money hopefully for everyone. Fantastic. So, what's your what's your strategy then for finding your deals? 
relationships first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, you know, we, we, you mentioned the podcast, and interestingly, I did not expect this, but the podcast has allowed me to um, make many friends along the way. And heck, I mean, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you and all of your wonderful audience members if I didn't have a podcast myself because I just wouldn't have known about podcasts and mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't have connected. Um, so the the relationships are how I found my find my deals. For example, this development deal I've been working on, it's through a broker who helped close on the first apartment community. His friend's friend is the seller. Um, and they're they're in uh they they have they invest in a deal together. Um so I you know I also do direct mail, um, but I I realize that it's it's less especially with multifamily, whenever I want fewer deals but more high quality deals, even if I do direct mail, it's about building the relationship with that person over time. It likely won't result in a deal immediately. It could, mm-hmm. but it, it it likely won't. It's more about establishing myself, adding value in their life. Um so one of the things that I do um, with the direct mail uh, is I, I, I don't say I want to buy your apartment community. It's, hey, I'm familiar with this area. I've found some ways that will help optimize the NOI on multifamily properties because I have one myself. Um, I'd love to share with you some things I've learned and just get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and that's just uh, that's a lot different, and it's, it's gotten me to um, more friendships. Um, that way, and and so whenever I look for deals, that's I really look for relationships first, and then the deals kind of trickle out from there. Right, right. No, I I really believe that that the relationship uh, avenue is the best way to do this business. It's not always the fastest. It's not necessarily the most efficient. Um, sometimes it can't. It's not the most predictable, but it is the best way. Um, it's that's uh, so yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that's how I got started, and then. Uh, started looking at, at scaling up my business and creating some more predictability. And so, how, how do you see that going forward? Is it just it's just going to be one deal at a time? Like for for example, like why don't you take me back to what's after you purchased your properties and got those uh, properties in Texas? What was your next big deal, and and how is that going for you right now? Well, after I purchased the apartment community in Cincinnati, the 168 unit, I my focus was on investor returns um, because that was the first syndicated deal that I did, and I ne- I needed and wanted, and it was my life to make sure that it is um, and continues to be successful. Um, so that was my focus. I put things on hold. I right. put acquisitions on hold until I could focus on that, mm-hmm. um, and then once I felt comfortable. About this time last year, I started looking at other opportunities, and where I see my business headed. You know, I've done a lot of these, uh, a lot of uh, podcasts, and you know, I have. I think I'm at 270 now because it's a daily show, and so I've interviewed a lot of successful people, yourself included. And what I've realized is that the top of the real estate mountain is uh, raising money, mm-hmm. uh, because when you have access to money, you become a deal magnet. Therefore, my where I see myself headed is uh, continuing to be that source for capital so that whenever I come across deals that make sense, we can invest that capital in those deals. Because one thing I've realized, you know, we all have different areas of strengths and, and areas that we're not as interested in, therefore we're not as good at because we're not interested in it. That's the only reason why. And um, I'm not as interested in the operations 
Um, I've, I've realized that and I've learned that through this deal. So I'm going to be more focused on bringing the capital and having those relationships and then working with experienced um, partners on the ground who are investing in not only multifamily, but storage units, office, industrial, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I teach something a little bit differently that if you have the deals, then you're a money magnet. So um, and then for me, that's a really easy discussion to have if I have a deal to go out and find the money. So you do it a little bit differently. If you're a money, if you have the money, you're a deal magnet. So how, what is your approach to raising money when you don't necessarily have a deal to present? Yeah, and it's it, you. You can do it both ways, but and I and quite frankly, I had the deal before I had the money with my 168 unit, mm-hmm. and uh, fortunately, I I still have my sanity, but it almost took my sanity because <laughs> I I was up against the the deadline, a very hard deadline of when I needed to get the money. And, um, you know, I'd never raised any money, but I'd never raised a penny before in my life. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, it was an extreme, extreme learning curve. Um, so how, to answer your question directly, how I uh, get uh, raise the money before the deal, well, I don't raise the money for a particular deal. I build anticipation, and I talk about what I'm up to. I learn about their investing goals. Then I ask them, well, based on your investing goals of X, Y, Z, when I find something that meets your goals, would you like me to share it with you? Mm. And they're, they're going to say yes. They all say yes. Right. Everyone says yes. Right. And then whenever I say, okay, um, and based on, you know, kind of your, your criteria for what your, the investment range you're looking at, what, what is that range, just so I have an idea of the type of projects you might be interested in, then 50% of the time they'll tell me what their range is, 25000 to, you know, half a million, a million. Um, then I, I put them in a spreadsheet and I know, okay, so this is verbally what they're looking for, um, the type of returns they're looking for um, based on their goals, and this is the investment range that they're, they're in. Um, I don't know if they're going to invest that or not, mm-hmm. but at least I have them, uh, I know what their goals are, and I know how to speak their language whenever I have a deal. Then I just simply go find the deal once I have more than 30% of verbal commitments for the, the, the total amount of the transaction that I want to have. That way I can go to brokers, I can have those conversations confidently, and I can say, hey, I've got this money waiting, waiting, verbally committed, I need to find a deal, let's make something happen. And by the way, whenever I build that anticipation with investors, they're chomping at the bit by the time the, the deal rolls around because they've, I've been keeping in contact with them on a regular basis, talking to them about, about what we're up to and saying, nope, didn't qualify this one, didn't qualify this one, didn't qualify this one. And then when I do qualify one, it makes that much more impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, I, I like that approach. It's, a, it's my exact approach. And it's, it's whether, you know, whether you have a deal or not, probably the most effective way that I've found to raise money is don't try and close for that money on the very first, uh, very first discussion about it. Saying, hey, if I come up with something, uh, would you want me to get back in contact with you? And like you said, everybody says yes. So whether you have the deal or not, is it's actually a very effective approach. And then you can call back and say, you know, and stay in touch. And this one didn't work or this one does. And are you ready? I like it. Yes. Super. So you've got 168 units in the book, uh, big apartment building in Cincinnati. Uh, did you choose Cincinnati specifically or is that just where the deal was? That's where the deal was, and I qualified the market, and I love the market now. Got it. I love the market, too. Why do you like it? 
I like it because there are nine Fortune 500 companies headquartered there, so there's a lot of diversity, a lot of different industries from um, Procter & Gamble to Macy's to Kroger to AK Steel. Um, there, there's just a lot of different industries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I like it because it's, a cash flow market too. Right. You can you can get good properties that that have the cash flow and and I see what they're doing in downtown with the banks project and I see the the how how the the path of progress is is kind of unfolding and the type of investments they're putting into um, over the Rhine, um, which is just north of downtown, right by the casino, and they're really revitalizing the area. And it's just like a textbook example of a, a market that has a solid fundamentals but still has a lot of a lot of potential for growth. Right. All right. That's super. We found the same thing. I've noticed a lot of the uh, major cities in the Midwest are going through these types of revitalization. Have you looked into other markets? Um, I haven't. Okay. No, I, I've, I've, I've been primarily focused on um, Cincinnati, and I, yeah, I, I know. A good amount of, about Dayton as well, but those are the two markets I've been focused on. Got it. Is that where your next project is? Uh, the next project's in northern Kentucky, uh, just outside of the Cincinnati MSA. Um, it's only about 20 minutes from downtown Cincinnati. Super. Similar type deal? Apartment building? Yeah, well, this this, this puppy's a ground-up construction. Ah. Um, so right right now it's just dirt, and that's one of the that's actually the main reason Oh hell! That's the only reason why it's taking me so long <laughs> on this because because um, I have no development experience. Therefore, in order to raise any money and bring capital to the table, I have to have a partner who has development experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been uh, I I didn't run in the development circles before this. Um, now with my my podcast and the people I've met through that, plus um, well, really the podcast and people I've met through that, I've established relationships and. Um, and now I'm starting to understand it more, but at the end of the day, I still need a development partner. And so that's that's kind of uh, why it's taking me so long, because initially I didn't have a development partner, and I was trying to figure it out myself, and that sure as hell didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I brought somebody on, and, and we've been working through it and, and getting it closer and closer to uh, the closing table. Fantastic. How far away are you? Um, well, if you had asked me that question two months ago, I would have said one month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hesitate to answer that, but mm-hmm. I I would say um, I I'll, I'll give it two months before we before we close. Well, no, three months before we close. Uh, I'd say one month before we get it under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, we I've got some pretty uh, important meetings with a development partner coming up this weekend. Um, so there's it's kind of a, a rolling fluid process, but hopefully soon. Good, good. Yeah, let's not talk about it anymore. I don't want to jinx it for you. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you bet. Uh, let, let's let's go back a little bit. So when you're working on your 168 unit and you've built your business based off relationships, uh, like like I was saying, I think that is the best way, but it is a very slow way. If someone was listening right now and they're like, you know what, I I don't want really want to do this wholesaling thing. I don't want to do this three, four, five deal a month wheeling dealing for for the five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars here and there. I want to go for. I want to swing for the fences like Joe did. Um, how as you're working on that first deal and you're building your your business through relationships how are you supporting yourself in between zero and the first deal through the money i'd saved up in advertising okay so you just had your own personal savings 
I had my own personal savings that was dwindling and dwindling, dwindling and dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, okay, my personal savings. Super. That's like the the big question people want is just when do they jump yep. away from their job and yeah, how do they support themselves in between? Yeah, and and what I'll say about that is, you know, I was, like I said, I was making less than minimum wage, and then by the end of my advertising career, uh, I was making almost two hundred thousand dollars whenever you include the uh, bonuses mm-hmm. um, and my salary, and I kept the same. Uh, that I was renting in New York all of those years. I, I moved once the very first year. Um, I was living in a very the busiest police precinct in all the five boroughs. It's East Flatbush, Brooklyn. It's extremely dangerous. I was living there right out of Texas because I didn't know any better. Um, so I moved out of there, and then I lived in an apartment. So we're having this conversation with you right now, and um, my fixed expenses stayed the same um, over, over those nine years. And uh, I kept saving up money. Um, and putting it away, uh, knowing that, not knowing I was going to do my own thing, but just knowing I needed, that was the prudent thing to do. Um, so I did, my, my living expenses did not increase the entire time. I was doubling, tripling, and quadrupling my salary. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So what's, what's in your future right now? Maybe you've already said it, but what's in your future right now that you're most excited about? I would say... Uh, the development deal in the podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, is similar to you. We've, we've got Barbara Corcoran on our show and I just, she's just, I just want to hug her. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. Right. Um, just interviewed Robert Kiyosaki. Um, and, uh, then this development deal because ultimately I, I, I get my kicks out of, of connecting and building friendships and that's what my podcast allows me to do and, mm-hmm. and helping others. Um, and then, you know, continuing to scale my business through, uh, my own deals because I don't want to just talk about it. I want to do it. Right. So, um, it's the development deal I've been working on. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I was fortunate enough after reading the the book so long ago to, to interview Robert Kiyosaki as well. What was your biggest takeaway from him during your interview? Uh, I'd say the the question that he asks everybody who wants to invest or wants him to invest in their deal. He asked them, when's the last time you invested in yourself and what'd you, what'd you buy? Um, and if they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, what, what's the last book and what's the class, last class you took? Uh, and if they say, well, last book was this, but I don't remember the last class. He's like, well, why would I invest in you if you don't invest in yourself? Mm-hmm. Good one. And, you know, just, just, just continuing to learn, continuing to be educated. I'd say that, that was the main takeaway. Not surprising that that would be his focus based on kind of what we all know about him, but that just the way he uh, the way he put it in perspective was good. Awesome, awesome, I like it. Um, cool, Joe. That that's uh, let's do this again. It was a pleasure having you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm excited and I'm very grateful to have another conversation with you this time on your show. And um, thanks to everyone who's listening and looking forward to staying in touch. Super, super. The man is Mr. Joe Fairless. His podcast is the best real estate investing advice ever. If you're listening to this right now, you can find his exactly where you found mine. The best real estate investing advice ever. We'll be right back. Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. 
We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast, it's simple, up to $150,000 in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com. That's it for today. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the new podcast with Matt Andrews and myself, Hold That House. New episodes each and every Thursday. And I'll see you right here next week on another episode of Epic Real Estate Investing. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. You've been listening to Epic Real Estate Investing, the world's foremost authority on separating the facts from the BS in real estate investing education. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to visit iTunes and share your thoughts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here at Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.